Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's going on here? The weekend. The weekend. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. For most people, Friday is just a day before the weekend. I can't wait to the end of the week when I wrap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat. It is Friday, right? Bed about for dinner on a Friday night. I'm hosting a party on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. What about Friday? Oh, party already is Friday. What's today? Friday. Bob and Sherry studios on this Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy Friday. We've got the People's Mm -hmm. Critic coming up in exactly one hour. Well, not exactly, because I know some of y'all run a stopwatch and they complain. In an hour-ish, the People's Movie Critic reviews Napoleon (laughs) starring Joaquin Phoenix. Always a good thing to to criticize the audience as we uh, join them. Sooner or later, I'll show up. Sooner or later. It'll it'll show up. Uh, Did anyone notice that Sherry said in exactly one hour and it was actually 62 minutes before the People's Movie Critic? In an hour-ish today, coming up soon, the People's Movie Critic reviews Napoleon. Um, We have a great comedian for you, Nick Hoff. We've got a love test to see how committed your person is. But let's kick off today's show with everyone's favorite giant bloviating canned ham. I'm talking Piers Morgan. So the latest scandal to rock the British royal family is this new book called Endgame, which um, names, which doesn't name names who accused um, or who was racist in the royal family where uh, Harry and Meghan's baby son Archie was concerned, except for the Dutch version, which accidentally named names, which means that every copy of the book in the Netherlands has been clawed back from bookstores and they're, it's called pulping. They're destroying the books, but, but it's out. The names were named and you had to know that sooner or later, somebody who saw the Netherlands copy of Endgame was going to go, these were the names. And that somebody, of course, British TV commentator, Piers Morgan. Let's listen. I'm going to cut through all this crap. I'm going to tell you the names of the two senior royals who are named in that Dutch version of the book. Because frankly, if Dutch people wandering into a bookshop can pick it up and see these names, then you, British people here, who actually pay for the British royal family, you're entitled to know too. And then we can have a more open debate about this whole Farago, because I don't believe any racist comments were ever made 
by any of the royal family, and until there is actual evidence of those comments being made, I will never believe it. But now we can start the process of finding out if they ever got uttered, what the context was, and whether there was any racial intent at all. Like I say, I don't believe there was. The royals who are named in this book are King Charles and Catherine, Princess of Wales. Well, there you go. Here's Morgan just named it. And apparently, according to, I went ahead and had a look to see what the British tabs were saying about this. And the palace is utterly dismayed and up in arms um, about this revelation. Not that I think anyone was surprised. Was anyone surprised? Well, you know, if you were going to pick two characters, it might be those two. And I like them both very much. So it is a little disturbing. I, I was just interested in listening to Piers Morgan uh, thread that needle by front-loading the fact that he doesn't believe any of this. He's very pro-royals. They would never say that, but here's what they said. You know, I mean, Piers Morgan is making a buck off of this. <laughs> He's got the ears and eyes of that whole country at that moment because nobody else is doing that. He was the first to send in whoever the uh, assistant was that does research to find out what the book, you know, said. Um, I'm sure that Pierce that was Morgan a little slick not... for me. Well, oh, it's Pierce Morgan, Bob. I mean, yeah. come on, he's a giant canned ham. But um, don't you know that he was doing backflips? He couldn't believe that no one had named it first. That he got to get to it first. Yeah, that is. Uh, I agree with you. I was surprised. Were you not when this first came out? I was surprised that it wasn't just splattered instantly all over the press, especially the British press, which is just heartless. I, I, there had to be, you know, numerous people in that part Who of the knew? world that 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 read the book. Yeah. But I think that com being the person to come out and name it um, puts you in the crosshairs, which is Piers Morgan's favorite place to be. That's I don't true. know. I don't know how anybody does what he does for a living. I would have a bleeding ulcer and I would have pulled all the hair out of my head with, from the stress of being constantly attacked the way Piers Morgan is. But he clearly enjoys it. It's his rocket fuel. Well, he goes home after saying something like that and draws a hot bath of gold, melted gold, and gets in. <laughs> I mean, that... He makes a lot of money, and if he stops doing this, he's not the guy that's the go-to guy for English TV and, and, and journalism. I just think, as a, as a person who comes from a deranged family filled with heartache, resentment, rage, bitterness, fury, and estrangement, I'm just sad. I'm sad for these people. Man, get mm -hmm. it together. It just is it yet another reminder, as if we needed one, that no amount of power, wealth, beauty, or fame protects you from the very real problem of being human. This is just the craziest thing. And you had to know Piers Morgan would find himself in the dead center. Yeah. All right, straight ahead. Um, Bob told me early, early, and I don't know the details, that he's learned an important life lesson from a cartoon chicken. And we have that for you next 
It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Don't forget to join us for this year's tree lighting on our happy hour Thursday, December the 14th at 7 p.m. on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. We will be giving away five holiday gift boxes, including surprises from the Scone Goddess, Maine Needham's, Landon Lacey Jewelry, Check Feather and Down Company, and Dina Bean Children's Books. Mary and I were at a Christmas party a few nights ago, and I met some people that I'd never met before. So, you know, you get into a conversation, and sooner or later, somebody's going to say, well, what do you do? And I, you know, was talking with uh, a woman, and she said, and tell me what you do. And I said, "Um, well, I'm Bob on a show called Bob and Sherry. And she was unfamiliar with the show. And so she's listening, you know, she's got her head cocked like a dog, you know, because she's not expecting that. And uh, eventually she said, well, did you, did you study broadcasting uh, in college? And I went, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I went two years and, and I was going to be a history major, but I did not study broadcasting. Well, how did you learn this sort of thing? And I reflected on that for a second. And... And I thought, you know, when I look back on it, there are two guiding lights for my career. From an artistic standpoint, the first one was Alfred E. Newman, who was the uh, character that was the trademark for Mad Magazine. Because I started reading Mad Magazine when I was 11 years old. It's still out there every now and then. And it was sarcastic. It was aimed at teenage boys. And I learned a lot about sarcasm from Mad Magazine. As far as handling myself in a very treacherous business, I honestly think as a kid subconsciously, I learned how to handle big blowhards that we have come upon as CEOs from Foghorn Leghorn. Pay attention to me, boy. I'm not just talking to hear my head roar. I think it was Foghorn Leghorn. Don't you think? Because oh, we actually Sherry, worked for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we did. We did more than one, but especially one CEO. This guy didn't like us. He wanted to get rid of us until he was told that we were the main profit center for the radio station. And it ticked him off so much. But he would come into town on his private jet, and Sherry and I would be called into the office and have to do a song and dance. Oh, it's so great to see you. How long are you going to be here? And then we'd have to hear, well, I'll tell you, I uh, had a good time last week. We, uh, Justin Timberlake was in Boston, and of course, we got front row tickets with the radio station. And, and all I would say is, it's Foghorn Leghorn. You know how to handle him. You know what he sounds like. That Do you boy's have- about as sharp as a bowling ball. Yeah, give me another one there. Just just give me another one. Just Almost had a gag, son. Joke, that is. Go, I say, go away, boy. You bother me. I'm telling you, Sherry, that was ground zero for our being, at least on my part, being able to handle that jackass. We learned, um, we were lucky because we learned a lot from cartoons. Like, we learned yeah. a lot about um, interpersonal strategy from Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. We, learned, mm-hmm. we learned a lot about being outsmarted constantly from the Coyote and Roadrunner. Like, we right. really did. That's excellent preparation for yeah. a career in yeah. broadcasting. 
People yeah. would not. They they think we're making it up about this one CEO who I recently had another interaction with. And I say, I say, I say, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Any of this getting through to your son? <laughs> that boss, oh, that boss, just like a tattoo, gets under your skin. That guy flew into town on his yeah. private jet and cut our pay. And yeah. Bob and I walked out of the office like Daffy Duck holding our beak in our hands because it had just been blown yeah. smithereens <laughs> off our That's face. Right. And we were still the money source for the radio station. I mean, it was just, oh, it was the impetus to get rid of uh, that company and, and go solo, which Sherry uh, put together so so brilliantly. <laughs> I say, I say, here we are. Um, so I had an I had an interaction with him not too long ago, and yeah. he was talking about how um, he found the money to build this incredible digital video studio for um, another show that the company had in its employment, and I knew that he had found the money to build them that studio by dramatically slashing our pay. Right. And I had to sit there and go, I'll say, I'll say, is that a nice studio? <laughs> do they, do they have, do they, is it true, sir, that they have robotic cameras to capture every move they make in that studio, sir? Because I had to, and this is no exaggeration, I say I had to sell my house and move, sir, after you cut my pay to build them that studio. Let me say something right now. Let me say something right now. You should have such pride, Sherry Lynch. I believe you are the only woman in America who has ever done foghorn like one. And you did it. Oh, thank well. you very much for that. <laughs> Great job. I have had a lot of practice being bent over by a cartoon chicken. Adios, you chicken-plucking little stinker! It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. You know, I don't know. I feel like I've heard it all, but we had a man. He's a corrections officer. Found a plastic cylinder containing methamphetamine in his underwear. A Florida man denied ownership of the narcotics and claimed to be unsure of how the package got in his underwear. (laughs) The discovery of drugs in the drawers of Caleb Phillips, 46, came after he undressed from his civilian clothing and changed into his jail clothing, which I guess is a basic orange, at the Indian River County Jail. Phillips was arrested on a warrant charging him with failure to appear in a court appearance uh, for a DUI case. So they just had to go get him. So he comes in. He said, the meth was somehow placed in my underwear while I was asleep. And Phillips did not identify anybody he could accuse of putting the meth into his underwear. He said that he believed the container that he had no idea was in his underwear contained Advil. Well, 
the meth was in an Advil bottle inside the container that Philip did not know existed or was in his underwear. I would say that Philip was psychic, except for the fact he did not see the arrest coming, so he's not really a psychic. <laughs> Phillips was charged with narcotics possession and smuggling contraband into a detention facility because as they arrested him, he brings it into the jail, which doubled the whole felony and all of that. Uh, yeah. He is being held without bond, and he's scheduled for arraignment on January the 4th. I'm not sure if Phillips can foresee what the sentence is going to be, but he sure missed him that meth in his pants, so I don't know. I think Good that, um, we, you know, we don't know Mr. Phillips, and we don't know what his unique struggle is, but I think it's fair to say that as a human being, if you're not 100% certain at all times of what's in your underpants, you are yeah. not living right. Yeah. You've got an yeah. issue. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Some things no in your no life doubt. need to be looked at very closely. <laughs> you should always know what's in your underwear. And speaking of underwear, it's a Friday twofer. This happened in New York more than a year ago. In September 2022, a tobacco shop in Queens was robbed. The robbers were three masked men who got out of a Mazda, entered the store, pointed guns at employees and customers, while one of them emptied the cash register and snatched up merchandise and employee cell phones. And then the robbers took off in their Mazda. September 2022. Surveillance videos from the tobacco store were disseminated everywhere. The media, police jurisdictions in the area, everyone got it. And one of those robbers, his pants were really kind of dipping low, like he wasn't wearing a belt. And you could see his bright yellow underwear, which had a big letter R in white in the year 1990 in yellow. So brightly multicolored underwear <laughs> with a white giant R and then the number 1990. Police have arrested the robbery suspect thanks to his underpants. It took a year for police to track him down, but they finally did. An anonymous tipster shared the Instagram handle of the suspect with the colorful underwear and also told police the robbers had tried to fence their stolen goods at another spot in Queens. So detectives took another look at the video from the sale location, and there's the guy in the same colorful underwear, but no longer wearing a mask. They arrested him earlier this week at his house. Um, New York cops, tobacco, alcohol, firearms task force, they all pulled him in. The other two suspects are at large. That's bizarre. Pull your pants up. Pull your pants up. All you got to do. Hey, change your your underwear, dude. Yeah, Maybe change it. Every time you commit a crime, are those your lucky underpants? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is that what we got going on here? (laughs) Yeah, not this time. So there you go. Two pieces of advice in today's Morons in the News. Know what's in your underwear and pull your britches up. We're going to post these up on Facebook. Coming up, it is the People's Movie Critic. And this week, he is reviewing Joaquin Phoenix in... Napoleon. Plus, we're going to give you the love test. It's going viral. 
Let's see how well your partner knows you and is committed to you. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, everyone. I am Master Sergeant Natasha Hutto Harris with the 61st Medical Squadron here at Los Angeles Air Force Base, California. Wishing y'all a happy holiday and joyous season. To my Carolina Panthers friends and family, keep pounding. Go Panthers! Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. So I was at a British website the other day, and they had a list of the 20 top Christmas movies in Great Britain, in England. And I looked at it, I gave it a real cursory look, and I thought, I think every one of these movies, except maybe one of them, was made in Hollywood. And here they are. Number 20, Back to the Future. Number 19, Home Alone 2. Number 18, Bad Santa which I think Lamar liked a lot. Ooh. I liked it too. Yeah. 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 Number 17, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Then it's The Polar Express. I always thought that was kind of creepy. I mean, I like Good movie though, but it looks creepy. Yeah. yeah. It looks animation. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Number 15 is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Then it's Jack Frost. Number 13, this is everywhere again this year, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That scene where um, they're having the eggnog at uh, Sparky's house is just so classic. Uh, Number 12 is Mary Poppins. Number 11, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Number 10, The Wizard of Oz, which is not, you know, at first blush a Christmas movie. Creepiest, scariest movie ever made. Flying monkeys, flying monkeys. Oh, my God. It's just the time of the year. Uh, number nine is Elf. Number eight is Santa Claus, the movie. Number seven, I, I'm predict. I, I think this is the English one, Love Actually. That that was made in Great Britain, wasn't it? I it seems so. like it was. Yeah. So. Number six is A Christmas Carol. Now we're in the top five Christmas movies of all time in Great Britain. It's White Christmas. Number four, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Then it's yes. The Snowman. And then number two, It's a Wonderful Life. Take a guess at the number one movie. Elf. For, it's not Elf. Elf is number Miracle. nine. Oh, Elf is number nine. Sorry. Elf yeah. is number nine, yeah. Scrooged? No. Home Alone. That hard. Home Alone. The, the original yeah. Home Alone. You haven't seen me. Elf yet, have you? I have not. Watched it this past weekend. I watched it. Oh, I, the I, great. I God, love it. It's Everybody says that. Yeah, Bob's not going to watch it. And he I'm, predicted I'm that was going to end his career. He thought that would ruin his career, but it did not. Oh, you mean doing the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not you doing career. the list, no, yeah. no. I thought it was my career, yeah. <laughs> I've come close, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Skinny Bob and teeth, Sherry. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best-of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. The People's Movie Critics Review on Bob and Sherry is sponsored by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. It is time now for The People's Movie Critic and his review of Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. Hey, Lamar. Hey. You know, if you're going to see this movie so that you can get the history of Napoleon straight once and for all, 
you might as well go into a theater playing in the next next to it. Go to that screen because this is not going to give you the really historical part of it. If you but if you want to see some really cool battle scenes and you don't mind seeing horses blown apart along with a relationship that is more messed up than an afternoon soap opera, by all means head on in. <laughs> now, as far as being factual, they spelled his name right, but the rest of it's pretty scattered. Let's say, let, let, let's just say, don't quote these facts to demonstrate your knowledge of the history of Napoleon at your next cocktail party. All right. <laughs> right. The tagline yeah. for the movie is, he came from nothing. He conquered everything. Well, Napoleon's father was an aristocrat. They had money. Uh, they had descended from Tuscan nobles, and he grew up on the island of Corsica in this big palatial home. And as far as for having everything... He never conquered Britain, which was the bane of his existence, and that's what he wanted to do. But he was far from a failure. I mean, he had campaigns everywhere, Egypt, Austria. He even invaded Russia. The problem was he stayed until winter, and he couldn't finish what he started. But overall, he won 53 out of 63 battles. Now, the movie does not glorify Napoleon. Joaquin Phoenix played him in a very understated almost wooden way, okay? The movie comes across as choppy and rushed because it turns out Ridley Scott turned, uh, cut out 45 minutes to get it down to two hours and 38 minutes. But the Whoa. good news for you is he's going to release a four-and-a-half-hour version on Apple TV. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Now, yeah. a good bit of the movie deals with the relationship that he had with Josephine, who's portrayed by Vanessa Kirby. Uh, she was six years older. She was more worldly. She was more sexually experienced than Napoleon. And she was previously married. She had two children. And her first husband went to the guillotine. And she told Napoleon that she had a past. And she was forced to do things so that her and her children could survive. Does that Did that bother him? And he said, absolutely not. He was madly in love with her. He wrote her letters constantly. But they had a tumultuous relationship. They both had cheated on each other. Putting out her affairs made the newspaper. Uh, the, the movie made their relationship seem somewhat weird, possibly a little creepy at times, very codependent. But I'm sure a lot of that was movie because there's no way of knowing what their personal conversations were. That was up to Ridley Scott yeah. to make that up. The Can movie's I just jump over in, Lamar? Yeah, I just yeah, want to say please that. Do. That I have lived my whole life without ever once considering that Napoleon and Josephine had a codependent relationship. Thank you. <laughs> I think I he's probably it. right, though. No, I don't disagree, but you just never. Yeah. Like, when was the yeah. last time you said to yourself, I don't know about y'all, but I think Thomas Jefferson might have been, I don't know, emotionally dysregulated. Like, we don't talk about ahead. the people of the past that way. It was just funny. Let me go ahead and say, the people's movie critic is very sensitive. I'm very, very sensitive <laughs> and insightful. Okay, let's yeah. make that straight. Right. right. The movie the movie, the movie, movie is a little bit over two and a half hours. It's rated R for strong violence, grisly images, sexual content, and brief language. I really expected Joaquin Phoenix to knock this out of the park as Napoleon. I don't feel like he did. The relationship between Napoleon and Josephine, as depicted in the movie... It just seemed unhealthy from both sides. And as far as a great love that has been talked about for centuries, Phoenix and Kirby had zero chemistry in this movie. That was a real problem for me. It just didn't, didn't fit. 
Now, I know this sounds like I hated the movie. I didn't. I didn't. I was never bored. I actually enjoyed it. The problem is, this is a huge story that can't be told with clarity in two hours and 38 minutes. Now, will I be catching the four and a half hour version on Apple TV to see what I missed? Yeah, right after I go watch the World Cup live while I'm eating a turkey bacon BLT with Miracle Whip. Okay, that's exactly. My score on this. Honest. My, my yeah. score on this is three buds. Unless you're a horse lover, if you're a horse lover, you might want to skip this because the horses get yeah. bad treatment. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Right, right. Pam Stone, stay away. That's something. Okay. All That's right, right, Lamar. That was great. That was really great. You know, the interesting thing is, anybody that's been to Paris knows, if you're walking by the river, you look down on the bridge, and in the front of the bridge, there's a big giant N. It's still there. It's still there. Oh, yeah. He was a marketing genius. He was a marketing yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was. He that's was. exactly right. The Bob and Cherry Holiday Slash Christmas Store is now open. Merry Christmas. Santa's elves are working overtime to get you some great deals, like the Bob and Cherry Big Book Bundle featuring Cooking with Cats, the Book of Bob, and our adult coloring book, too. Christmas miracles do happen. Plus, for the first time ever, the Bob and Cherry Christmas Ornament featuring caricatures of the whole cast. Bob and Cherry phone cases, luggage tags, tote bags, and Hanukkah coffee mugs, and Oi to the World shirts, True Weird Stuff swag, and more. Free shipping on orders over $75. Merry Christmas. The holidays are here at the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Happy Holidays! Hi, my name is Specialist Chris Ortez. I'm part of the Tenfield Hospital in Camp Erkjohn, Kuwait. I'm sending a holiday shout-out to my family back home. I love and miss you all, and I can't wait to be back. Here's Bob and Sherry. Well, folks, thank you very much for joining us. We're enjoying listening to Lamar's reflections on the movie Napoleon. (laughs) He gave it three buds, liked it, had a good time, a little concerned about the accuracy. And he started off by saying, if uh, you're looking for the story behind the story, historically about the man, this is probably not the place to go. So what are are some other... um, some other thoughts that you have on this movie Here's the big and, thing and about that, the man himself, because you've been looking into Napoleon. Well, the thing is, they spend a good bit of time explaining that he, he is a military genius. He knows what he wants. He's an ambitious person. Uh, he's a born leader. People will follow him anywhere, you know, that, that kind of thing. And he's so mm-hmm. he falls in love with Josephine. They get married. He's off on the campaigns. He's writing her every day. She's not writing him at all. She's ghosting him. And so he finds out that she has taken a lover in Paris while he's in Egypt. So he comes home and he throws all her stuff out in the yard. And uh, when she gets home and sees all her stuff, she goes in and she's begging him to please take her back and all this. And so he lets her stew for a while. And then he says, okay, he says, I, you know, I want to, I want to forget this and move on. He said, but I'm going to require some things. you know, I need you to tell me that I am the love of your life. I need you to tell me that you are nothing without me. Without me, you don't, you can't exist. And he oh makes her say God, all this stuff. So needy, so needy. Yeah, so, Napoleon. So, so he tell, and so she says all of this, and so the scene changes, and so they're relaxing on the couch in front of the fireplace, and so she looks at him and she goes, "Tell me you are nothing." And I'm thinking, oh, buddy, you're, you're going back out the door. Yeah. And Napoleon looks at her and he goes, I 
can't say that. And she looks at him and she says, tell me you are nothing. And he goes, I'm nothing. And she says, tell me I'm your everything. You're my everything. I'm nothing with that. And all of a sudden he's repeating all this stuff back. And I'm like, this is weird. I mean, he's like the kick-ass general marauding whatever. And he's come home and his wife has cheated on him. And, you know, but he, you know, and, and, and but it was just really weird. It's like, you thought he had all the power, but in that instant, they, in the movie, I guess really Scott's trying to show you that, no, she has the power. And you know what that shows? Does, you know what just, that shows? Yeah. Ridley, Ridley Scott is married. That's what that shows right there. Uh, now, yeah. I, you know, how would, let me just say, because I just love what you've just said. How would you like to be the guy that goes up to Napoleon and says, Hey, Napoleon, I got it on really good information. Your wife's cheating on you back home. How, do you, how would you this like a, to be the guy that delivers that a, to the man with the scene. sword? It's a great scene. I'm not trying to ruin the movie for anybody. Turn your radio down right. if you want to or whatever. But And it's a good movie. I'm not trying to discourage you. You need to go see it. But he goes mm-hmm. in and he goes, uh, <clears throat> what kind of mood are you in? He goes, why do you ask me that? Are you, are you happy? Uh, I'm happy, but are you fixing to make me unhappy? He goes, I've always been honest with you. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Josephine has taken a lover. And so he starts laughing. Napoleon's laughing. He goes, oh. And the guy goes, no, I've never lied to you. He goes, how do you know this? And he says, because my woman is her, you know, it was like her second handmaid or whatever. Napoleon looks at him and he goes, they're, they're eating. And he goes, no dessert for you. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of killing him, he goes, no dessert yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> like you do to a kid. I might go see this movie. That's a fate worse than death. Are you kidding? No I'm, I'm going to see this movie just to hear Napoleon say, are you fixing to make me unhappy? I just got to hear that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. The French, the French are ticked off about this movie. They say, to hear people say Viva la France in American accents, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody speaks French in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are because they can be a little Yeah, they are. They're anyway. mad about it. They're can mad I just about say it. that I can't believe that you've talked about Napoleon and not mentioned my favorite Napoleon, Dynamite. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Somehow I, that I asked my be- wife. I asked Carla, my wife, I said, hey, I got to go see a movie. You want to go with me? She said, what are you going to go see? And I said, Napoleon. She goes, dynamite? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't teach a lot of history anymore in this country. No, no, no. no. We don't. Well done, Lamar. This is Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. Here is comedian Nick Hoff. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be anywhere, really. I uh, I still drive a car from the 90s. Anybody else got one of those gems? Woo! Yeah, what do you got? Honda Accord. Honda Accord. No other details. 1993. 90, 90, <laughs> Can't be certain. Last guy was dead. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I drive a 98 Camry, and it's, it's dicey out there, isn't it? You get a car from last century out on the freeway, and it just starts to... <laughs> Shake on your person riding shotguns like. 
It's not relaxing if I have to hit the brakes. Uh, I, I know I'm driving a terrible car. This is how I know my car is old and bad. Uh, because no matter where I go, people always want to fix my bumper. <laughs> not, like, not like at the auto body shop. I'm just like going to the grocery store. Guys are popping out of the weeds like, hey man, I can fix that bumper for you. <laughs> Looking down at my car, I'm like, why? It's a 98 Camry. Why would I only fix the bumper on this heap of garbage? Well, what am I going to get that done? People are going to be driving past me like... Did you see the brand new bumper on that 98 Camry? That guy must have money! <laughs> this is how I absolutely know that I'm driving a bucket. Because I was taking my wife out on a date recently. And on our way to the restaurant, we got into a car accident. And I was like, oh no, this is gonna ruin our night. I was just driving down the road, minding my own business. And this guy in his pile of garbage backed right into my car, just crunch. I was like, oh no. I had to back up off of his car, pull back up next to him. And as I did that, I just looked over at him and he and I made eye contact. And we were like, yep, screw it. And we drove away. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. There was no getting out of the car to analyze the damage. What was I going to do? Get out and fake it? Like, look what you did to my car. This was an 07 before you hit it. That rust spot's new. You owe me $13. I was taking my wife out on a date that night because uh, we had a gift card. <laughs> Some of you like me, you get a gift card, you're like, I'm taking you out tonight, baby! Ooh, Olive Garden lucky girl. I love gift cards, man. That's what I'm getting you. You invite me to your birthday party, you bring me along to your wedding, I'm getting you a gift card. And I always get it at the same spot, right by the register at the grocery store, because that's the perfect place to get it. Because did you guys know that uh, as long as you don't activate them, they're free? <laughs> you didn't know that? 100% free. They don't even care if you take them. Last time I was there, I just grabbed a handful, put them in my pocket. The lady behind the register goes, go ahead and take them. Those are no good unless you activate them. And I was like, they are to me. I'm giving them as gifts. <laughs> These are so valuable to me. <laughs> I'm the most generous guy you know. Just, you get a gift card, you get a gift card. Woo! And when you get them, make sure you get the ones that don't have the dollar amount printed on them. Get the ones where you have to write it in yourself. Yeah, that way you can be as generous as you want. Just like, hey man, happy birthday. A thousand dollars to Subway. <laughs> I can finally afford avocado. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good idea. Pick me up a gift card. <laughs> I tell you what, he's right with that uh, Camry. It was just listed as the most reliable car in the world. So I can see why it's still rolling. Nick Hoff right there with Bob and Sherry. Yep. This is Bob and Sherry. Hey, this is Captain Heinsohn here in uh, JMRC. And I just wanted to give a, a holiday shout out to my family back in New York and Florida. Uh, happy holidays, guys. Miss you all. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. 
So I read this, and then it reminded me of what happened when I was in traffic just a couple of days ago. What I read was, other people hear your voice in a higher version than you do, because you hear it resonate through your bones. And that's why people, when they hear a recording of their voice, if they're not, you know, in some sort of a broadcast profession, they go, oh, is that my voice? Yeah, that's your voice. It's a little higher than you normally think it is because of the resonation. And that brings me to when I was three or four days ago sitting at a stoplight and all of a sudden I heard a vehicle approaching and it was one of those one of those vehicles with a heavy duty bass sound system. We've all experienced where a guy three cars back you can hear the thum, bum, 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 and it's fine with me. Whatever you want to listen to, I don't care what you want to listen to. But this was a different experience. This was a big truck on lifts. I don't know what kind of a system this dude has, but it's incredible. Bum, 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 bum. I can't, I can't hear the vocals of the music. All I can, all I can hear is the bass. Not only hear it, I'm holding the steering wheel. I could feel the vibrations in my hands on the steering wheel of my own car caused by the dude next to me. I just think that is the most amazing thing. You know, my father used to let me pick a a, a radio station once in a while to listen to my music. If that were my music, he'd throw me out of the car. I don't don't know how, you know what, if I were to go to medical school, it would be to work with people with with, uh, hearing problems later in life, because that has got to affect you after a while if you're driving around with that sound. It's just, it's awesome sounding, and I got to be honest, for some of us that just want to be peaceful, it's kind of annoying. So, good luck to the dude, and thank you for an experience that I've never had before, Neighbor in the car, vibrating my steering wheel. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It is talk back time. Now, if you like talking on the phone, many people do. You can call us at 844-52-SHERRY, 844-52-SHERI. Or if you have our app or want to grab it, it's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. And you can listen to the show and all of our podcasts and you can enter contests and text the studio. And there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk and the app will do all the work. Hey, Lamar, Max and Doc. It's Andrea from Grand Junction. I was listening to the podcast from November 14th on my way home from a work trip that was about four to five hours long. And ironically enough, Sherry and Lamar start talking about the um, pressure to buy things from stores when you go in and browse or use the bathroom. And that was me this entire work trip. So I had packed some snacks. I carry a hydro jug, which has about like 64 ounces of water in it, um, which means there's gonna be a lot of bathroom breaks. And the entire trip I would be strategizing like where I was going to stop. So I'd be like, oh, if I buy lunch from this place, I can use their bathroom. If I stop at this Starbucks and get a a tea, um, I can use their bathroom and I know they'll be clean. Um, And I hate that I'm like this. Like there was so much unnecessary pressure um, to find a a place where I could use the restroom. Um, But I felt the need to buy something. So it was super refreshing to hear that there are other people out there that relate to me and feel the same way about this topic as I do. 
Oh, yes. Queen. Yes. yes. Yep. yep. That is, yep. if you're a person, and I commend you for your focus on hydration, if you are yes. a person who hydrates, your brain, there's a whole section of your brain devoted to finding a bathroom. This is not a way for people to live, but what's the alternative? A Gatorade jug and an adult diaper? Like, what are you going to do? But whoever's providing that bathroom for you on the road, you need to support them in some way, some minuscule way. No, you don't. Yes. Go use the bathroom. No, you don't. No. No. No soup for you, buddy. Out. (laughs) Get out. Even if you're just buying like a pack of M&Ms, like you've got to, you got to do something. You don't own What if it's a department store? What if it's a department store? Like the best bathrooms I have found. And folks, welcome to Holiday Bathroom Talk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is what you come to us for, I know. God bless you. The best bathrooms are in nice department stores. You are so right. No, it's weird. I don't feel, I don't know about Lamar. We'll hear what he thinks, but I don't feel any pressure to like buy a blazer from the department store. No, I've never bought a suit. I've never bought a suit to go to the bathroom. No, no, I've never done that. But it's different when you go, you're off the interstate. You've got this little store. It's a grocery store, not a grocery store, but a convenience store or whatever. You walk in, they see you walk in, and in their head, they're going, you think he's going to buy something? Because I see him going to the bathroom. Then when I come through and I buy something, in their head, they go, thank you, sir. We have to clean this bathroom. That person we appreciate you buying what, something. That what are they like, are you Bob Lacey? Are you, they are you like out of me. your mind? They like me. If I walk past them and go out, they hate me. They watch me drive off and they go, I hope he has a flat. I hate him. But I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you're I'm not going to be that guy. You're going to go That's... and buy a $5 bag of small M&Ms just to prove a point that I'm going to help support you for letting me use your bathroom. Yeah. Wow. Well, 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 it's not like I don't like M&Ms. I like them. And I needed a bathroom. And there they were. The least I can do is buy some M&Ms. I just think I it's, like... it's good, good karma. I think it's good. I strategize. I I'm just like our caller. I strategize. Like, all right. Like, I do the same long distance drives all the time, you know, visiting this kid at this school, visiting that kid, visiting Kev's daughter. Like, so I know I have it mapped out. I know where the rest stops are. And I know like, all right, there's a QT about halfway between. We can stop for gas and I can buy some iced tea and hit their bathroom. Like it's, it's sad and pitiful that I have done a better job of organizing bathroom breaks than I have like planning for my future financially. <laughs> and I don't know who you are. If you can walk into a QT and you can't find something you need to buy. Come on Seriously. now. Seriously. Yes. Yes. This is so wonderful. This conversation. I feel like the holidays have arrived. You on the price? Have you seen what this Let me tell you something. The only, store? the only place that I don't buy anything. If you go to a rest area and there's nothing to buy, if there was something to buy, I'd buy it, but there's nothing to buy, you know? Nope. Nope, you got it. You got to help. You got to help. Can I, can I quickly, very quickly tell you about my department store experience in a bathroom? It's this sure. one department store. It's pretty fancy. And they have, when you go into the men's room, private little uh, doors to the uh, toilets. Private little well, doors. I mean, got that. Really, really upscale. And so I walk in and out comes a guy 
who works in the store I know. And he looks at me and says, Bob, here, use this one. I've warmed it up for you. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'll never shop there again. Yeah. I would never shop yeah. there again. Oh, my God. Oh Are God. you kidding? Bob moved three states away and started a new life. <laughs> oh, my God. Never again. Uh, he and I would yeah. never see eye to eye again. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> At the Bob and Cherry Show, everyone knows that Bob Lacey is the self-proclaimed mayor of Christmas Village because of his great Christmas spirit. I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards. Bob, Bob, Bob. Well, the mayor of Christmas Village wants Bob and Cherry listeners all over the land to get all the presents this year. Of course, Bob won't actually be buying the gifts. Bob, Bob, Bob. But you already knew that. Presenting the 12 Days of Christmas. From December 4th through December 19th, we'll select one lucky listener to win a Bob and Sherry swag box, since Bob's not actually paying for it. Bob, Bob, Bob. We're just going to grab a few things off the shelf and send them to you. There are water bottles, coffee mugs, grocery bags, beach balls, pens, keychains, and more. A lot of stuff you can buy at the Bob and Sherry store at bobandsherry.com. It's a 12 Days of Christmas celebration. Bob Lacey's style. Just enter at the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Hi, I'm Lieutenant James Stenier from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and I'm currently stationed at NSA Naples in Naples, Italy. And I would like to wish my family and friends back home a happy holiday. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher you think deserves a vacation to Florida. It could be you or a teacher you know and appreciate. Every week, we choose a teacher to win Bob and Sherry swag. And they're nominated for the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. They'll also join us for a live Teachers Tell All recording of the podcast. Nominated teacher at bobandsherry.com. You can call us at 844-52-SHERI. Or um, if you have our free Bob and Sherry app, there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. If you tap it and talk, the app will send your words flying through the air to us. And the app is free, by the way, in Google Play and the Apple Store. Hit it, Max. Good morning, gang. I was listening to your show today, and y'all were talking about buggies. And I just recently moved to Texas. My husband was born and raised here. And the first time we came back to Texas to get on a job interview, we were kind of in a hurry. And so my kids were like, oh, my gosh, we had to step up Bucky's. And I said, listen, we don't have a whole lot of time. We got to get in, get in and get out of here. To which my husband turned to me and said, love, we're going to be here for two and a half hours. And we're probably going to send $350 because that's just what you do. I thought it was hilarious because it was totally true. He bought a bunch of junk they didn't even need. Like, I'm like, since when do you like fudge? He's like, I don't know. I want it. He bought like five roast beef sandwiches. Kids were buying T-shirts. Somebody was trying to buy mud flaps. I'm like, we don't even have a truck. Anyway, thanks again. This is Kate. Now, from the Greens, Texas. She's so funny. That was like a a, a woman doing stand-up. That was great. Oh, God. I love the mud There's so many things in there to get, though. So many things to get. They have a whole section for lodge pans. Oh, the cast section. iron. Yeah, cast iron yeah, pans. Yeah. They've got a section. You can Christmas shop in there with no problem. Bucky's and the beef is jerky. Of, oh, my gosh. Oh, Bob, how many states is it in now? Do you have any idea? It's not everywhere. It's a lot. I think. 
It's a lot. I know it's Texas, there. Florida. I've been in I've been in Bucky's in Texas. We tried to go in Florida, but the parking lot was full and the line of cars waiting to get into the Bucky's parking lot stretched back to the I-95 off. Let me speak to everybody. And Mr. Kevin went off road to get out of that line, let me tell you. Let me speak to everybody that stops at Bucky's to get gas. When you get your gas, you move your car. Don't leave your car sitting in front of the gas. Uh, it's ridiculous. Nobody, mm-hmm. you can go there and you like you can't get to a to a, a tank. Uh, it's just people That's sitting there. And they go in and problem. shop. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's wrong. It's, they ought to tow them. Wrong. They ought to tow the cars. They ought to tow them. Don't you know? That's, that's rude. It's rude. You know where the Bucky's the whole Bucky Beaver thing came from? I think we talked about this once a long time. I don't ago. think I, I don't know that. Oh, you don't know this one. No. So I, I I read an article about this somewhere. So the guy who started it, he was an older guy, and he remembered in his childhood this commercial on TV for toothpaste. I think the toothpaste was called Ipana. It that doesn't exist anymore. But the Ipana company advertised very heavily on TV. And that was like, you know, leave it to beaver sort of uh, uh, era of TV. That beaver had nothing to do with Bucky Beaver. The mascot for the toothpaste was Bucky Beaver. And he had these two big uh, eye teeth, like I guess beavers have. And that tied in, you know, you'd see him on this little cartoon brushing his teeth. Bucky Beaver loves uh I pan so, a toothpaste. And so yes. kids would want to have Bucky Beaver's toothpaste. And the guy just remembered it. The whole thing, you know, has been gone probably 50 years or more. And he just said, I'm going to steal that Bucky Beaver thing. And it's going to be my mascot. And that's where it came from. I'm Genius. tripping right now because the movie Grease at the sleepover. I forget who's third. Who's, whose house are they for the sleepover? Anyway, Jan the character Jan is making mm-hmm. fun of. I thought it was just in the movie Grease. Apparently, it's real. She's singing along to that bu- that Beaver Bucky toothpaste Beaver. commercial. Yes, remember that oh, scene that in right? Grease at the sleepover? I do. Yes. yes, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I remember the yeah, sleepover. Brush it, brush it, brush it. Yeah, 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 yeah brush exactly. It, brush it, brush it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. let me say this about Bucky's. They. Are they have a genius gift for merchandising in such a way that you start convincing yourself that you're someone you aren't? So you're standing there in the Bucky's in the Lodge cast iron section, and they've got pans of all sizes and grills, and then they have something where you can heat it up and brand your meat. You know what I'm talking about, Lamar? Yes, yes, right? so yes. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna heat this thing up, and you're gonna put a sizzling brand on a piece of meat before you serve it. <laughs> you're st- no, what? you're standing there in Bucky's, and you're like, oh yeah, I should. We should become the people that brand our meat, and you find your hand <laughs> reaching for it. It is the, the most unnecessary object, yeah, right? Of all and time. you're gonna use it. Time. You're gonna use it once. You're going to use it once right, or you're going to right. give it to your brother as a gift so he can brand his meat. That is the genius of Bucky's. Then you go yeah. into the next aisle and there are these really funny, clever truck flaps. You don't have a truck, right? But wouldn't it be like super fun and ironic to buy some truck flaps? That's what happens to you. <laughs> it's got everything. At everything. It's amazing. Here $31 it a pound. 
By the way, this is it. This is from Greece. There you go. That's, that's it. a beaver. Yeah, that's it. I can't believe you found that, Max. Well done. Well done. That's funny. It's Bob and Jerry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. All right, this is going viral on TikTok. So we're all going to take this TikTok love challenge. These are questions that you should ask your partner because their answers will reveal status of your relationship is it forever so here we go and i'm going to run through these questions i want you to think about this bob and lamar and max and doc how someone would answer these about you right so if for example lamar yes if someone were to ask carla what are you to lamar what do you think the answer would be she would say that she was my partner and my ride or die. That's what she was. How say. about you, Bob? If someone were to ask Mary, what are you to Bob? What do you think she would say? 50% of this house. I think if someone were to ask Kevin, he would say, have you ever seen the movie, The Outlaw Josie Wales, where Josie's just trying to get to Mexico by himself? And the next thing you know, he's got eight people, a wagon, and a herd of cattle. <laughs> you know, in, in all seriousness. Her. I do. In all seri- Are I, you I the elderly that- Native American guy? <laughs> I'm the cattle, Lamar. <laughs> I'm the whole herd. In all seriousness, I think she would say that uh, I am her life partner, and I would say the same thing about her. I know that sounds mushy, but uh, the two of us did some looking and made a few mistakes, and we're just so damn glad we're together right now. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. holding my hand up over here. (laughs) Over here, it's, I'm the outlaw Josie Wales. Okay, number two. Here's another question you need to ask your partner. What are the three things, just three, that you love about me? And then listen to the answer. Because what you don't want to hear is stuff like, well, I love how you uh, buy me things. Or I love how you take care of me. Or I love how you make me feel good. Because what does that remind you of? (laughs) Narcissism. So what you don't want to hear from when, when, when you ask, what are three things you love about me? Well, you don't want to hear a bunch of stuff about them. So that's a red flag. Keep that in mind. Number three, right. what makes me different from others you've dated or talked to or been married to in the past? Number four, no one wants to ask number four, what do you dislike about me? Ooh. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Sheer perfection. We're, we're, yeah, I don't we're more alike than no. I thought, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. What is your favorite thing about me? Number six. What was your first impression of me? This is the love challenge, okay? And we're going to post all of this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook if you want to do this with your person later. Number seven. Ooh, I want you both to answer this. 
What are three things I say a lot? Lamar, what are three things you say a lot? There's brake lights in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) The light is green. Why don't you go? Are you not watching Darby? Did she eat that? That's those three things. All right, Bob. <laughs> three things that she uh, is, is, is no, tired of hearing? you. Three things you, not that she's tired of hearing, three things that you say a lot. I'm going to take a nap. That is at the top. And then she she's at the point now that if I tell her that in a text, she'll reply by saying, thanks for the alert, you know, with, with sarcasm. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Um... Do you want me to make the wok tonight, the wok cooking tonight? And uh, I guess you got to slow down. I'm kind of with Lamar with the, with the driving thing. You've got to slow down because she's got a lead foot. Number eight. Now, wait, 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 question, question. Did I reverse that? Did I, did I misread that? I thought you meant she was asking me what was three things that I hear her say a lot. Oh, no, it's what do you say a lot? Oh, no, I say, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood what you wanted. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That was not exactly what I meant to say. Uh, God, you are so smoking hot. That's it. That's all, that's all I got. There you go. Okay. The other three work just as well, actually. Yeah, they're interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is one thing you hope for our future? That's an important one to ask. Sometimes I think people get married and don't even ask that. Not really, you know? And that's how they find themselves a little bit down the road going, well, what do you mean you you don't want to move? What do you mean you don't want kids? What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, If we were together right now, this very minute, what would we be doing? Here's a tough one. Ooh, what would you be doing right now, Carla and Mary, if we had never met? That is an interesting one. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not puffing myself up, but I'm not sure she'd be married. I am not sure she'd be married. Well, let me just say, if we had never met, Josie Wales would have made it to Mexico without the wagon train, <laughs> the six hey, random strays, the Sherry, herd of cattle. Sherry, can I go back one question? Where yeah, yeah. She says, she says, oh. If we if we're together, what would you be doing right now? My response would be exactly what you tell me to do. That is That's exactly a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> and finally, um, how was your oh two more. How was your life before we got together? And number twelve, will I forever hold a special place in your heart? There you go. There's the love challenge. People all, all right. around the world are making their partners take the Q&A. And if you're, if you're a TikToker, the hashtag is hashtag 12 questions. And you'll be able to see how other people are doing with it. We'll get this posted up right now on our Facebook. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Well, I was on Facebook the other day. And I was very pleased and surprised to see Doc's Christmas tree. And it was all lit up and it was beautiful. It had all colorful bulbs, which I love. That's what Mary and I have in our house, all the different colorful big bulbs. 
So that was very nice. And then I saw Doc's one ornament. So let's bring Doc on right now. Hello, Doc. Are you there? Hello. I'm here. I love your tree so much, as I was saying. Can you tell everybody about the uh, the one ornament that you have on it? So, yeah, actually, I got the, the inspiration comes from listening to the show last year. Um, you guys were talking about Snoop on the Stoop and how there was a, some, some person had created a, a Snoop Dogg version of Elf on the Shelf. And then there's also the, the drama around that about how Snoop saw that. He didn't like it, so he started taking legal action. And I missed the boat on the Snoop on the Stoop last year. But this year, he, Snoop's created his own legal kind of version of the Snoop on the Stoop. So I, I made sure this year I was going to get one of those, and I did. And it is just the most beautiful ornament I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I have to say, what really makes it is it's the only ornament. It's just Snoop with the light. It's all you need. It's all yeah. you need. Yeah, yeah. So did you get that online? Where where I've never seen one in a store anywhere. Um, so I, I got it on Amazon. I think Walmart sells their own version of it as well. Snoop's he I guess he's got it set up now to where people can create it, but they have to go through him to get it to get it licensed. But yeah, you can yeah. get it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Snoop doesn't one leave any Kevin. money on the table. You did? It's not Christmas. Yeah, it's not Christmas until Snoop comes out. <laughs> He loves it, too. The same one that Doc has. Go to Facebook and uh, take a look at uh, the beautiful tree that Doc has. This is Bob and Sherry. Hey, this is Lamar, and I've got my own podcast. It's called Talking Lamar. On this episode, Lamar Saves Christmas, I'm telling you what not to buy your wife so you can have a happy Christmas. You can find it on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Guys, following this wild and shocking story about Sports Illustrated being in trouble for using, um, well, here's the deal. They've been accused of publishing articles created by AI-generated writers, and they've named these fake journalists uh, Drew Ortiz and pick and have pictures of them and Sora Tanaka. So. Drew reviews products, and he spent most of his life outdoors. And Sora is a fitness guru who loves to try different foods. And it oh, turns out that neither of them are real. Um, their their headshots are for sale on an AI-generated image website. Neither journalist exists outside of the Sports Illustrated website. And um, sources have revealed that there are a lot of fake writers working for Sports <sighs> Illustrated. Man. What the what? Think about that. Like, what are we doing? This is this this is like a sci-fi dystopian nightmare. I'm, what are listen, we doing? It's exactly what they have warned us about in all these movies. Well, you We're can't say it. Yeah. at least they're not plagiarizing, Sherry. You know. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, they're not doing that. Uh, um, this guy Drew Ortiz, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> oh, have you looked at Sora Tanaka? She's your dream girl. Yeah. So um Well they've worked so hard to get where they're at. The the there's a company called the Arena Group, and they've been publishing AI generated content under the Sports Illustrated brand with made up bylines and and make believe writer profiles. 
Um, and so the human beings who work for Sports Illustrated said, quote, if true, these practices violate everything we believe in about journalism. We deplore being associated with something so disrespectful to our readers. We demand the company commit to adhering to basic journalistic standards, including not publishing computer-written stories by fake people. Now, I know, because I, I, I've seen some of the drama on um, the artist formerly known as Twitter about this, people going, oh, what difference does it make if the story was... It makes every difference. Like we are, we're just living in a hall of mirrors and yep. and falsehoods and make believe, and we're just going to be okay with it now, just to be contrary. Like, what do you think about this? It's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope, and you say, "Well, this is not that big a deal," but yeah. down the road, it becomes a big. I mean, the fact that you're putting a face and a name. That doesn't even exist. At well, what and, point? Yeah, at what point do we push back and go? Why do I believe anything? Why do I believe yeah. anything they're doing or anything they're saying? So it's it's interesting. Um, some of the writing by these make believe AI authors and Sports Illustrated, when you read it, it's a little bit strange. So I was cruising around looking at some of the articles written by Ortiz. And in one article that he wrote last year, he writes, quote, volleyball can be a little bit tricky to get into, especially without an actual ball to practice with. What? Like, to, if, like a human <laughs> journalist probably wouldn't write that because how do you play volleyball without, without a ball, the ball? Without the ball. So that's one just kind of small example. If you do you have you read any AI generated content, either of you? In any oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've played with it. We have played with it where, you know, you go on a thing and say, um, <clears throat> write me something to sell my car. And you give it some bare details. And the next thing you know, it sounds like a luxurious, you know, how can you pass this up thing? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy what it'll do. But there's going to be those mistakes, just like you said, though. Just like you said, there's going to be some of those mistakes that a machine will make. And, and why Sports Illustrated, other than the fact that you don't want to pay people to do the work, you need the content, but you don't have the budget or you don't have the willingness to pay for it, right? Is there any other reason? Yeah. That's the only and reason. Sports Illustrated um, has responded. Well, the union has responded. Mm -hmm. The actual, the, the union, the people that um, work for Sports Illustrated have responded. Sports Illustrated, whoever the decision maker was or decision makers that allowed this to go through, I've not yet found. Um, the, I can a, tell a you the other writers at Sports Illustrated aren't happy and they've pulled down all the stuff off of their website that was supposed to be uh, generated by these two people. These two alleged these, people. These two algorithms, right? Like just. I mean, I mean, what do you do? Know. Do you come forward and say, I'm sorry that we're lying to you? I'm sorry that we are liars. Because I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. And maybe they think they can skate on it because it's Sports Illustrated and not, I don't know, the Wall Street Journal. You know right? what? It's not the Wall Street Journal, but there was a time when Sports Illustrated was the magazine of record for all things sports. Yes. And they, their standards were quite high. Yeah. 
You had people tracking down stories and interviewing people and all of this kind of stuff. This is, um, you know, in a lot of ways, the death of local journalism. That was the first set of dominoes to fall for national journalism. And I guess we're just all getting to a point where we're all, you know, we we can only read things in three sentence bursts because of social media. And we don't care if it's all just a big lie. It's gross. And for a publication with the stature of Sports Illustrated to be doing this, ew, shameful. Be interesting to see what, if anything, happens as a result. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't miss Bob and Sherry's annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. Join Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Heather, and Doc for a Facebook Live event full of holiday cheer. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Check Feather and Down Company, Deanna Bean Children's Books, and more. Tis the season to celebrate with your online family at Bob and Sherry's tree lighting happy hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. Let's see what the stars have in store for us for the next week, Charlie. So this week for Aries is an important meeting which could change the landscape of your entire next year by offering some clarity on something that you weren't very sure about. So this week you're likely to feel much more certain. For Taurus, the message is that someone is happy or willing to give you some time, some help, but this could come with a catch. So be cautious of accepting things from others. It may be a bit more hassle than expected. So this one is for you, Lamar. This is for Gemini. Someone may have an unrealistic expectation of you or someone is going to be obsessed by you, maybe overstepping the mark. So explain Mm. your side of things, address things directly if you want to prevent possible future challenges carla i'm so sorry it was my fault i will never do it (laughs) (laughs) and this week for cancer is about a break whether that's a rest type of break or a professional big break just be careful to not overdo the indulgence or laziness but don't go too far in the work side either find like a happy medium for leo You might not always find that your generosity is respected when you help others out. But between now and July next year, if someone owes you money, it could be coming back to you during this cycle. Mm -hmm. For Virgos. Mm -hmm. So this week is all about being chill. It's supposed to be chill. You're supposed to take a step back and kind of sit this one out. It can be harder to put on you know, that face you have to kind of step up and put on in any weird situation. So your safe space is the best place for you this week, Bob, especially with all the energy vampires. Yeah, yeah let me can let I, me I say it ask? before these people say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have many faces, so I, I can <laughs> interchange them at, at any A moment. A wardrobe of faces. Yeah. Um, Charlie, I didn't know Virgos could chill. Like, I didn't think a chill situation was possible for a Virgo. I can't wait to see what next level. week brings. Max, Doc, and Heather, I expect to see so much chill. All right, Libra. So Libra this week is about assessing the satisfaction levels in your job or your daily things. It's asking yourself if you feel fulfilled. Do you want different hours? You need to reorganize like your day-to-day life. And all of this questioning is about making more happiness appear in your life 
that makes the challenges worth it. Oh. For, for Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio, you need a vacation. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Boy, that's right on it for him. Yeah. And it's kind of like, even if you can't take that vacation this week, you really should try and plan one in your mind. If it's one day, two days, whatever you can manage, you need some kind of retreat from life's current mayhem. Amen. Woo! Yeah. For Sagittarius, a few responsibilities come up this week, and they may be things that you don't really want to do, but you will because you have to. For Capricorn... So this is all about you already having the logical and material things down. You've got the hard work down. This week, though, is about a message that comes from your subconscious. It's like a missing puzzle piece. So your message is to tune into your environment, see things like the repeating numbers and the signs of synchronicity show up, and let these reaffirm to you that you're onto something good. Okay. Usually when I take a look at my environment, it's to notice that we need to vacuum, but I'm going to cling <laughs> to this new, exciting, optimistic idea, Charlie. Let's hit Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius, this week a friend offers you a professional idea or an opportunity for you to follow up. Just make sure that there are no strings attached before you get in too deep. And for Pisces, your intuition may be through the roof. And it's kind of the physical self, which is the place that you feel intuition. So get in touch with yours more this week by stretching your body and enjoying some gentle movement. Um, that's, you know, I'd like to be a Pisces sometimes. I would like to have gentle stretching and feel at home in my body as opposed to now I'm looking for mystical signs and license plates. I'm so tired. <laughs> We're going to get this posted up on Facebook and at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Charlie, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to a week with my three chilled Virgos. Very, yeah. very exciting. Typically, right. if you told me I was going to chill a Virgo, it would involve a body bag. But I can't wait to see what this <laughs> relaxation cycle looks like. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Happy holidays to everybody. The other day we were talking about what are our favorite Christmas carols. There was a university in the Midwest that gave people a bunch of chances, a bunch of choices rather, to choose from, like 42 choices of songs, and they could pick their top 10. So they also, it was St. Leo University Polling Institute, they asked 1,000 people, what is your favorite Christmas movie? And at the bottom of the list was a movie, I, I think it's in black and white, I don't think I've ever seen it, called Christmas in Connecticut. It just, it sounds like one of those uh, Hepburn, Tracy, Cary Grant sort of movies. You know? you know, the Christmas in Connecticut movie I want to see is the one where you go to Shay Shay's house and oh, she's mean to you at Christmas. That's a, that's a sad one. You don't want to see that and drink during the holidays. Shay Shay? Did Santa leave a present for me under your tree? <laughs> yeah. No, she she would give me presents. Yeah. She, it was always crocheted uh, things, though. Well, I remember when I was, I think I was eighteen, <laughs> and I opened up, and I got crocheted booties. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, an eighteen-year-old boy walking around—I mean, it was full-size booty. They fit well. That shows the love, Bob, that she took the time to get your size right. Yeah. I almost killed myself walking on the hardwood floors. They're very slippery. <laughs> uh, right up here's here's the top here's the top movie. Uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is America's favorite Christmas movie. 
I've seen that in bits and pieces, but that's, I don't think I ever sat down. That's the one, isn't it? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Was James Stewart in that? No, he, he was so. in It's a Wonderful yeah. Life. In A Wonderful Life, I've, I've seen that in bits and pieces. That was second. And it's followed by A Charlie Brown's Christmas, and then A Christmas Story, and then A Christmas Carol, the Dickens uh, book turned into a movie. I tell you what, I would put A Christmas Story at the top of the list, and not just because it's the newest of this bunch, but that's just, it's such a perfect movie. And my hero, Gene Shepard, wrote it and is the voice. It's a perfect American movie, it too. Is. It's all about the American family. It, it is. For me, it's not Christmas until I've seen Love Actually for the million times. It was one. surprising that that wasn't on the list. I know. A million I love the Bill Murray Scrooged, which, oh, of I course, like, I like you know, that one is, too. you know. For me, you know what the ultimate Christmas movie is? And I'll watch it in July and laugh just as hard as I did the first time. And you don't, you, I don't think you've even seen it. Mm-hmm. Elf. Oh, yeah. I know it's great. I have not seen Elf, it. Elf is life as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I love it. I, In fact, I, I got out. I was digging around in my drawers and I got out my Buddy the Elf shirt, which I wear every year this time. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they still run a Christmas story on like TNT or Turner or something yeah. 24 yeah. hours yep. at, at Christmas Eve? I don't, I don't remember what day it is, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I got sick of a Christmas story uh, because I'd seen it so many times. But I haven't watched it in a few years. Please I think watch, I'm going to watch it again. Please watch Elf. Watch it for James Caan, if for no other reason. Okay. Watch Elf for James Caan and Bob Newhart. Those, the, forget Don't everything else out. we've ever told you about mm-hmm. Elf. James Caan and Bob Newhart are worth okay. it. And you're not going to watch it. You know why? I knew you were going to say that. I just, I was waiting you know on why? that. You're wrong. Anything I want you to do, this is what you do. You put on your sourpuss face and you get... <laughs> so many things to watch. What else do I have to do for you? What oh, else do I have to do? How, how about this? How about this? The you next time you sit thing. down and the Godfather's on, maybe cut an hour and a half of that out and watch something oh. that's entertaining. Are you listening to yourselves you at this what? holy time of the Never year? Never mind. Never yeah. mind. You know what? You know what? He doesn't deserve it. This. He doesn't deserve the Guys, elf. we don't want him to watch Elf because he'll act like he just discovered it oh, and, yeah. and he'll be telling us all about Elf like we've never seen <laughs> and it. And we'll never watch times. it after that. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to watch Elf. That's <laughs> <laughs> why. It works. That's why. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. You're not allowed to watch Elf. <laughs> well, have a great day today. It's I the, know I it's will. the happiest. <laughs> I'm going to watch Elf and then have a nice day. Dairy Queen. (laughs) Bob and Sherry are teaming up with Visit Florida this school year to salute teachers for all the hard work they do by giving them a chance to win a well-deserved, relaxing vacation to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Situated on the Gulf of Mexico, this laid-back retreat is the perfect place for our teachers to find the coolest shells in the sand, sip frozen concoctions, indulge in local fare, and revel in spectacular sunsets. Plus, each teacher and their guests will receive exclusive access to the Fins Up Beach Club to enjoy the action-packed aquatic playground or chill out to the sound of great music on the Sunset Terrace. If you want to nominate a special teacher or even yourself to win this awesome vacation, log on to BobandSherry.com. Nominated teachers could win weekly prizes and qualify to win the monthly grand prize, a spot to travel with us this summer on our trip for teachers to Florida. Teachers, we salute you with our trip for teachers to Florida from Visit Florida and Bob and Sherry. Contest rules apply. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com.
I don't know why I won't learn, you guys. Um, I'm forever biting on clickbait. So this is a busy travel season for a lot of people. You know, you're going home, hopefully, if you're lucky enough to, for the holidays. Maybe you're flying. So this thing shows up in my feed, and it's the first thing TSA notices about you. And I thought, well, let me see what that is, right? What kind of, <laughs> what kind of like top secret TSA people judgments are they making? Okay, here's what it says is the last thing you want to do is be belligerent, angry, downright nasty, or aggressive. That will get TSA's attention. Well, duh. I mean, duh. <laughs> if I come through the security line juggling hammers and growling at people, I figure I'm going to get pulled aside for some additional screening. If I'm hiding something, I want to be really rude to people. I want to be as rude as I can and loud if I've got a, something I'm trying to hide. I, I, that makes no sense. Well, now this is important news for you, Lamar. Um, even if you're not juggling hammers and snarling, being overly chatty and talkative and friendly is a giant red flag for TSA. Buddy, I don't know how you're not in jail. I get scanned a lot. I get I'm patted down a lot. And I'm thinking, I'm nice to you. Why are you doing oh, Okay. That's Thank it. you. You've saved me about an hour on every trip now. Thank you. Yeah, they you should not be you should you should make eye contact because avoiding eye contact is a big red flag. Um hey, and you should be sadly, polite. But sadly, sh- sadly I would rather I would rather miss my flight than not talk to somebody. I'd rather miss my flight than not be nice. I really would. <laughs> I'm gonna start a TSA bail money jar for you because you're the TSA is telling you stop being chatty. Red flag, red flag. And he's over there going, I'll just miss my flight. I gotta make a new friend. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.